I was talking to some friends the other night and politics came up as it sometimes does late at night and my friends were talking about all the horrible things that politicians are doing you know right now there's a uh, Doug Ford is premier of Ontario where I live and he's making a lot of cuts to things and cutting education and cutting make cuts to healthcare and all these all these things and teachers are getting fired and healthcare is getting worse and so we're complaining about all these things and then and then they've like they're educated my friends are they were really educated on all the all the issues and what's happening and they're really seeing a lot of things that they don't like and they even taught like I'm not <laughs> I don't keep up with these things very much so they taught me a lot about what's going wrong and how it doesn't work the system of politics and economy and the medical system is kind of screwed up and all these things and 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 i think no matter how bad you think it is you can always learn more and find out that it's worse <laughs> you know you can always learn more about how the medical system is failing people and how politicians are not fit for their job and how nature is being destroyed and species are going extinct and yeah you can always learn more of that and and I was talking to my friends and I was trying to figure out how do I bring some hope into the conversation because lately I've been learning a lot and and I think the the more you learn the more like as I said before the more you learn the more you learn how bad it is but also the more you learn you more you the more hope you have at the same time the more you learn how bad it is the more you learn how people have the capacity to change and maybe it doesn't always go hand in hand but you the things i'm learning make me simultaneously more hopeful and more aware of how bad it is i'm more i'm more hopeful that the earth can heal and that things can change at the same time that i know way worse than than I thought it was so I what I said to my friends is I was trying to bring some hope into the conversation what I said was so what are we going to do about it and my friend's response was vote now is that it? 
Is that all you can do? Is vote? I don't think that's all you can do. I mean, people... I think I've said this before, but politicians are not the only people who can create change. In fact, they may be less able to create change than than us normal people. I don't think voting is really going to fix anything. It might make things incrementally better, but... Those increments are so small that it, it's 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 not very meaningful. So I, I was never able to really bring my hope into this conversation with my friends, but I want to try to do that now to balance out some of that despair and people people destroying the health system and the education system. And what I think we need is to go back to basics. To go back to how do we grow food? How do we shelter ourselves? And to do that, we need to restore the land. And in doing that, a lot of other problems can get solved too. Like if, if you plant, if you heal the land, then you can learn about health too. You can learn about medicine. You can plant medicines. You can learn that just being in nature is, is very healthy for you. And, And you can educate people, and you can have classes outside, and you can teach your children about trees and, and, and insects and, and all these important things, and they can learn, and they can play, and they can form social relationships with other people and the, and the, and the plants, and they can learn how to, how to function in, in communities. And I don't know what it will take for us to actually do that. Because right now it's so hard to do that. It's so hard because of money, because people have to pay rent. People have to pay back their debts. It makes it hard to go back to the, the basics of how do we grow food and how do we shelter ourselves. You know, there's plenty of shelter out there. It's just too expensive for people to use unless they have a a job that they don't like. There's there's um, there's empty buildings in Toronto, even though there's a housing crisis, and there's food too. You know, a lot of food goes to waste, and there's plenty of food to go around, and there's plenty of land. To grow food on. You know, if people had time, if people had maybe a couple extra hours a day to go towards growing food, then we probably wouldn't need to buy any of our food. That would be a huge change. You know, if everyone in the city of Toronto 
spent an hour a day working on a garden in their front lawn or backyard growing food. That would change everything, but that doesn't happen because people are so busy and they have to make money to pay the mortgage and the, pay the rent. And they, yeah, and I don't know. And right now I'm talking a lot about societal problems. that I don't have any power over. I can't force people to do those things and I can't. I can't make it so people stop paying rent. Although I would like it. <laughs> I would like that a lot if people didn't have to pay in order to go to sleep at night. And I don't I don't know how to create this change, even though I'm hopeful that it will happen. I'm hopeful because I know that the earth has a capacity to heal and people have capacity to love the earth and each other. And I know it's it's going to be hard. This system we have has so much momentum. You know the the money the money system has so much. There's so much force behind the money system. You know, people have to pay their debts, or else they'll be on the street. And people don't want to be on the street. You know, it's 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 so sad that making decisions that will help heal the earth might and might lead to people not being able to pay their debts and and, and not and getting evicted and, and living on the street. It's sad that our our money system requires so much work and so much work that isn't healthy for the planet or for anyone else. So I think this change is going to require a lot of bravery. Either bravery or a huge crisis, one or the other. A huge crisis could happen and the, the economy could melt down and it could no longer function and then we would be forced to do things differently. You know, we would be out of money and we wouldn't be able to play pay rent and no one would be able to pay rent and so we would have to just either leave all the houses empty and everyone lives on the streets or we'd have to just accept that we can just let people live in these houses without paying mortgages or rents so a crisis could but you know that would have a lot of other negative consequences along the way you know the first people to get evicted would be living on the streets for a while before everyone else did. And the, the crisis would get bad before people realized that they could just change the system.
food would stop going to grocery stores or food prices would rise a lot and lots of people would be struggling to eat food. And when food prices get so high that only a few people can afford it, then finally maybe the the system will be forced to change and people will be forced to take that hour or two hours a day to grow food in their backyard. And the food system will become free for everyone again. Well, maybe not free. It would require some labor. But food itself would be would not be in the money system. So it could require a crisis like that where things break down and people suffer. And we're already starting to see this, the beginnings of those crisis, crises. You know, there's, there's a city in the States, I think, that collapsed. I, I forget, it's Detroit, maybe. Um... Maybe, yeah, maybe it is Detroit. Anyway, it's a city that has kind of gone through that crisis. You know, I'm reading. I'm I'm reading the Wikipedia page for Detroit. And what it says is the city of Detroit and in, in the U.S. state of Michigan has gone through major economic and demographic decline in recent decades. The population fell from 1.8 million in 1950 to 670,000 in 2015. but it has a lot of area. And then yeah, lots of people fled, bankruptcy was rampant. And and things are things kind of decayed and in a local way in in Detroit. What happens when that happens is can be interesting. I'm doing a Google search right now for Detroit urban farming. And now I'm finding an article. So this city that collapsed now has farms. I'm seeing a picture of a man in a house that looks like it needs repair and there's a there's a food garden in his front lawn on Detroit. Yeah, so it says this guy Ryan Anderson is giving his family a tour of his new farm. They, per they purchased about an acre of farming equipment with a seventy-five thousand dollar loan. Uh, that's 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 not good. 
they have a loan, that means they have to pay their debts back and they're back in the money system. Anyway, so urban farming started to happen in Detroit after the collapse. And now, instead of, instead of fully transitioning and just food, giving food for free and giving shelter for free and using all these abandoned buildings in Detroit, because most of them were abandoned when the decline happened, instead of, instead of really changing everything, they started to try to rebuild the old system by selling food for money and giving people loans and charging people rent and doing all of those things. But you can see what, what could happen if, if the collapse happened on a larger scale. People might just give up on the idea of money and loans and they might have to say, actually, I'm going to make a farm here on this land. And I know some corporation owns this land, but I don't care. I'm going to make a farm here anyway. <laughs> and so they don't need loans. And they can give their food away for either free or very low price or they can they can do a work exchange. So if you work on the farm, you get free food and so you don't and maybe hundreds of people could work on the farm. It would be such a vibrant place. And people would eat and, and, and work and it would be a community. And you never know what will happen when people like that get together. The things they would build, they would probably create the, some, some structures, some houses for people and they would be they would be perfect for them because they're not they're not making the houses to make money because they they've realized that money is just this thing that we've made up so it might require a collapse in order to change but that would cause some suffering It might also, if we want to avoid the collapse, it's gonna cause it's gonna need a lot of bravery from people. You know, bravery from everyone. Bravery from from those who are in poverty to to not try to get into the money game and instead try to trust that they'll be able to feed themselves without working and trying to find a job and trusting that they can, even though they don't have that much money left, they can work towards, instead of spending their time working towards trying to make money, they can spend their time working towards trying to heal the land and trusting and that takes bravery and I know that's hard and I don't I don't want to put too much pressure on those people who are already vulnerable but I think everyone's going to take everyone's going to need bravery if we're going to avoid collapse you know those rich people those people who have lots of money they have that money because they're scared because they're scared of collapse 
and they're, they're scared of not, not being secure. They're scared of running out of money, and so they hoard this money. And so it's going to take bravery for them to realize that they don't need this big house even though that that big house is a good investment and it's a it's a secure investment for their future and they know that if things start to go bad then they'll always be able to sell their their house and make lots of money and so they'll always have lots of money so that when they have when the food prices rise they'll be able to afford the food and their family will be fed but it'll take bravery for them to before the collapse happens to realize that they can get rid of that giant house now and they can use that money to help heal the land and start growing food for people. Or maybe they can keep that house but allow other people to live in it because it's so big, it's too big for them and their family. And maybe they can allow people to farm on their property, on their, on their big backyard. And that will take bravery too. You know, because people are scared. People don't know. People don't know how to trust other people. People can... Yeah, people people can be afraid of other people and they don't want other people to live in their house for free and they, they feel that they might steal something or or maybe they, they won't be a nice person or for all of these things. So it's all going to take bravery. You have to just listen to your fear and, and, and say, I know these fears are real, but I'm going to do this anyway. And I'm going to be brave. I'm going to try to heal the land and, and feed people at the same time and do this and make this change so that we can all feel secure and that so that we don't all need money in order to feel secure and we don't all need to struggle for never enough money. So practice bravery because you'll need it. Any form of bravery is is good practice. All right. I'm going to stop there. So if you want to contact me, it's the email is paulbartonsounds at gmail.com. You can share your thoughts or if you want to be on the podcast, you can do that too. So bye for now.